The Fellowship of the Real is going live starting February 18th. The podcast will still be the polished, shiny, beautiful thing it is, but if you want to see the ugly side, the unedited side, the we'll-fix-it-in-the-mix side, then tune in February 18th at 10 a.m. U.S. Central Standard Time, or thereabouts. You can ask questions and leave comments during the show, and we will do our level best to respond. This time, we will be reviewing Hot Fuzz and Blade Runner The Final Cut. Yep, that's right. Tuning in live allows you to get a review weeks before it comes out. Did I mention it will be ugly, unedited, and that we'll have to fix it in the mix? See us there. Facebook.com, Fellowship of the Real. Are you recording this? Studying a movie in the mechanical level, I think, can, can really bring some revelation. I believe that no one says out to make a bad movie, with the exception of... On paper, this should work. Yeah, this should work. But I, I just don't like it. That's your own fault if you haven't seen it. Way over budget, start yeah, cutting right, yeah, scenes. Even the actors don't know what that movie is about. Shit, I, I wish I wrote that. Which I love the title, but that movie's trash. Well, it's oatmeal, man. It's good for you. This picks was uh, Sherry's Long Kiss Goodnight. Jerry, you got your... Yes, let me read the synopsis. Synopsis. Okay. School teacher and single mother Samantha Crane, played by Gina Davis, lives an average suburban life until she begins having strange memories of unexplained violence and discovers that she has physical skills that she never imagined. Hiring private detective Mitch Hennessy, played by Samuel L. Jackson, to probe into her past, Samantha discovers that she's a well-trained government assassin who went missing after suffering a bout of amnesia and that her former handlers want her back in their employ. Yeah, again, that's a, a more of a synopsis, which is better than the blurb I found, which, you know, tends to be surface level at best or whatever. Maybe we should just start writing our own. Yeah, we, we couldn't do worse than some of these blurbs or whatever, but that's pretty good. I say that like I actually do homework. I just watch the movies yeah. three, four times and come in here and go off the top of my head. No, that's, that's cool. So going forward, James will be writing the blurbs. Awesome. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, I picked this one and I wanted to say I did not watch this one in the theater when it came out, which was, what was it? 96. 96, okay. 96 yeah. um, however, I do remember seeing the trailer, especially when they're jumping out of the window shooting the ground. Yeah, and I, I do remember that, but um, I think we rented it on VHS. Yeah, and saw it. VHS, um, what is that? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's how long ago. <laughs> but ever since I watched it, it's been one of my favorites. It's my favorite to, or one of the most. You know, if if you're wanting to see an action movie, I will recommend it to people who've, who've mm -hmm. never seen it. And I've already said my recommend at the beginning. Right? No, no. Well, <laughs> well, you picked it. We kind of think you're going to recommend yeah, sure. it. Well. We all have movies that are our favorites for whatever reason, and you all say what you want, okay? Just like in the Aliens review, when I started treading into dangerous water by, you know, saying some things that maybe weren't ultimately positive, Chris was clamping that shit down fast. <laughs> Sherry, Sherry loves this movie, okay? <laughs> I like it, but she loves it. I, I honestly think it's one of Shane Black's, the, the writer, Shane Black, I think it's one of his, okay, my favorite of his. Yeah. I'll say that. I don't. I won't say it's one of his best. I think there are better, but it's one of my favorite of his. 
Oh, that's interesting that you can separate the two. You think there's, you think he's written better movies, but you like this one more. That's, I guess, for me, I think I would have a hard time doing that. In separating in our, the two. In our uh, Unbreakable episode, I remember talking about Sam Jackson just not scratching my itch when yeah. it comes into. Does this look like a comic book store, motherfucker? Right. right. You know, that's right. what you should say. This movie, he hits it. Sure. <laughs> Every he scratch. Oh, yes. He's great. Yeah. It's great. Well, yeah. You. Did you find some trivia about Jackson? What he said about this this role or whatever? Do you? No. Uh, maybe maybe I found it or whatever. I thought you had found it. Anyway, in interviews, Sam Jackson has gone on record as saying that of all his roles, Mitch is his favorite. Which yeah. really, yeah, which kind of blew my mind that he would have picked that. Some of the lines in this movie, you know, I just smoked a pack of Newport and drank three vodka. Yeah, I'm a more interested. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, these are. Shane Black writing for Sam Jackson, man. Well, good. Other re- reviewers, uh, critics have have called this one of Shane Black's, you know, weaker outings. I and I and I tend to agree that of Shane Black's projects, I think this is one of his weaker ones. That being said, I will take a Shane Black weak project over a strong project by other people almost all the time. Shane Black is is one of my favorite writers. I think. Obviously of Lethal Weapon fame, but yeah, he, it maybe is his weakest project, but a weak Shane Black project is still a, a Shane Black project. Uh, he, he wrote a movie that still breaks my heart that didn't take off better. Uh, was it Nice Guys? Nice Guys, yeah. Yes. Nice Guys, absolutely. Did, that critics loved, I absolutely loved, but it didn't do great. And so there's not going to be a Nice Guys too. But that that movie, he does buddy movies. That's his bread and butter. And I think he... He does a pretty good job here with Charlie Baltimore and, and Mitch uh, Hennessy. Yeah. Yeah. The Shane Black, I guess, I kind of go into it and everybody's not a Shane Black nerd as maybe we are. So to kind of give you an idea of his other movies, Lethal Weapon was yep. his first one written by Monster <clears throat> Squad, which is we might have to review Monster Squad eventually. Yeah. I love Monster Squad. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Last Boy Scout. Oh, man has nards. Last Action Hero. Yeah. Longest Goodnight, obviously. And then uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s before Iron Man came out, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang yeah, I love was his big one. Which Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys, I would watch those back oh, to yeah. back. They're totally enjoyable. Absolutely. Kind of same vein. So Shane Black, awesome writer. Awesome writer. And then obviously in Predator, he was... What character was Hawkins. 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 So, you know, yeah. he's been in the business since yeah. the 80s. He's just a good action writer he also wrote iron man three three like yeah some people don't you know i guess more the the comics i guess it played you know loosely with uh i guess defining what the uh mandarin is yeah but but as far as a movie and then particularly a shane black movie that's that's very very good again i guess you guys talked about samuel jackson reading shane black's lines robert downey jr delivering shane black's lines yeah yeah. stop notch and then you know kind of also an easter egg and not so it's very apparent. Most of his stuff takes place in Christmas. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's excellent uh, Christmas movies. Yeah, Sherry. Yeah, I know. When, when we were talking about Lethal Weapon, I'm like, wait a minute. This is at Christmas, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five of his movies start off at Christmas. And this one. Nice Guys, Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Lethal Weapon, Long Kiss Goodnight. All those are around Christmas. Yeah. We did forget to mention the box office, but uh, it made its money. Like, uh, it had a um, a budget of... I don't know if I wrote. I feel like sixty-five million, but sixty-five million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got some big fucking letters right there. I couldn't see the paper. I just no, was I remembering. Just yeah. for, the, for the listeners out there, a little peek behind the curtain. Philip has printed. Yeah, I, these we don't print out. the internet, right? Yeah. Well, 
I have everything pulled up on my device. Chris well, things pulled up on his device. Yeah, I printed last week. To, to be fair, I printed last oh, I week. Just, I just, this week, I'm going with the you know. Yeah, I just, I'm writing everything. Twenty-two down device. In my yeah, yeah. But you know, all my notes were written by hand though. Pen and pen and paper. And then put them you phone. never have to recharge a pen and paper. Well, you never have to have cell signal. <laughs> I will give you that. <laughs> Sixty-five million budget. Now, now we talk about this right because we reviewed Aliens. We've had a. Uh, 18, 18 and a half. Yeah. Now, several years previous, but I don't know if 18 million translates into uh, a decade. Yeah. So I don't know if 18 million in 86 translates to 65 and 96, but aliens, 18 million, kiss, kiss, bang, bang here, a more traditional action movie, 65 million. A long kiss, good night. Yes. Yeah. We just talked about that. Kiss something anyway. Domestic 33 million, international 56 for a, you know, a win of 80, 89 million against 65 million. But that is not enough, apparently, to get people excited in the uh, in the studios to make a sequel. Or I I had a, a kind of a thought. I don't know where I got this idea from, but usually the budget for the movie and the marketing budget are two different things. Yeah. And usually the marketing budget is just as much as the movie filming budget. So yeah. I imagine okay. it's sixty five estimated budget for the movie maybe add 65 for marketing which i don't according to sam jackson they didn't market this movie correctly yeah. that's why it was a miss so imagine producers were probably all in 100 120 million yeah maybe so. and this made 89 so maybe not financial sense to make another one right so the numbers are always a little misleading but that might be why there wasn't a sequel yeah sherry had said something about 80 percent of people loved it that that may be true the scores on tomato are 68 uh, critics and 70 fans, which where'd, which is still pretty good. Where'd you get your 80 percent, Cherry? Did, uh, yeah, did uh, I? You just pulled 10 friends and eight of them liked it, or right? Four out of five dentists, maybe. Did uh, I say that earlier? Oh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I just I was well, curious what no, the the 68 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it was on Voodoo 4.4 out of five. Okay, all right. Well, and then oh, 6.8 okay. out of 10 on IM. Yeah, yeah IMDb. So I don't know. It's still pretty good numbers. You know, two-thirds to three-fourths of the people, critics and fans, like it. And I think it's a solid movie. Uh, and we'll get into, you know, some of the things. But Shane Black, he has this as a, as a problem because he, he doesn't write bad stuff. Nice Guys, top to bottom, is a great movie. But it, it didn't land, and so we're not going to get any more of those guys. It's interesting. Like So one of the things I found when... Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon. He received a record of like a mi- like a million dollars for that. At the time, I guess was a, a record or a, a first time screenwriter or whatever. Right. He was paid seven million for Long Kiss Goodnight and set another record with being paid for a script. I think he got a lot for Last Boy Scout too. I was I had five in my head. I don't know if that's right. I'd have to look that up. But maybe it was three, four, five. But definitely his his worth and paychecks are going up. Yeah. According to the sources that I read, uh, Shane Black did make a big payday for Long Kiss Goodnight. But uh, as far as his writer's circle, the circle in Hollywood, they looked at him as a sellout. So he didn't make another big movie after this one until Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, really? I believe. Wow. Because it was, you know, you're making big money, you're selling out, which was $7 million back then. No yeah. writers were making that kind of money. So that's why he took a little break after this one. It wasn't super successful for whatever yeah. reason. Maybe, who knows? Hollywood's a weird game. Yeah, but I mean, I, as soon as I saw Nice Guys, I went out and bought it on Blu-ray as soon yep. as it came out, right? Uh, I think it's a great character. 
Didn't we see that in the theater together? Yeah, that was my brother. See it together. That was when my brother yelled it. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And your brother yelled at that guy. Yeah, my brother. It was a girl. Yeah, oh, it was a girl. Yeah, it was a teenager. Yeah, she's on her phone or something, right? On her cell phone, and my brother reached across in his cop voice. Can you put that away, please? Yeah, she uh, got up and left. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they tell you right at the beginning, right? I mean, right. yeah, he was not messing around. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I love Nice Guys. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, too. I thought I I think that could have. My one of the famous lines. I don't know if it's famous. I will use this line every chance I get. Somebody asked Ryan Gosling. I can't remember his name right now, but uh, you know how you doing? And he goes ah, about this good all the time. <laughs> and I just love that. <laughs> you know. Okay, uh, and I do. I will say this about Nice Guys because I pulled. I couldn't remember who was in it. It's um. Russ, is that Russell Crowe? Russell Crowe yes. and Ryan Gosling, yeah. I'm not a fan of either one of those, but I did enjoy that yeah. movie. Yeah, and critics and I loved think it. That's why I didn't at first want to see it when I heard y'all were going. I was like, yeah, go. Uh, you know, I can. No, I love. I'll that watch movie. it later. But when I saw it, yes, I enjoyed that movie. I'm I'm always a sucker for a Raymond Chandler style yeah. detective story. Yeah. Always Big Lebowski. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I just. Yeah. I, I love it. Shane Black does it very well. Yes. Okay, so that's Money Critics fans. We're moving now into the breakdown of this movie. He became very hot at that point, so I guess people were probably throwing money at him. Yeah, uh, give us the next, you know, yeah. like you said, buddy cops type stuff. Right, yeah. With an edge, too. It's not just like... Yeah. Yeah, his stuff has an edge. It's not yes, just the, a... The, there's tons of buddy cop stuff in the 80s and in the early 90s, no, but, but the Shane Black has an edge. It's a little bit of, uh, I guess, moral, morally gray characters. Yes, and yeah. I, I think he does character stories very well well like you were talking about in the in the previous episodes of kind of the anti-hero they, yep. they have a little grease to them they're not sure. exactly perfect. yeah they're not always great people you know <laughs> right yeah so uh I, I think this is probably a no-brainer aliens as a monster in the house was a no-brainer i i'm picking this as buddy love chris is that what you yeah so i actually have it as do with a problem i but, thought about uh, that but i'm not 100 percent sold on that i could be convinced um, I, I went. My instinct was Buddy Love, and then I was like, "Well, I think maybe this is do with the problem." Okay, uh, I I tend to think that Buddy Love is Shane Black's wheelhouse, right? Lethal Weapon, nice guys. Yes. As a reminder, Buddy Love requires an incomplete hero, a counterpart who helps the hero get complete, and a complication. That sounds like this movie. And. Go, uh, you have do with the problem pulled uh, up by any chance? I, I don't. You don't. Uh, an innocent, I know it requires an innocent, and then I can't remember the other two. What are some of the examples of dude with a problem? Diehards, yeah, dude with yeah, a problem. Big, yeah. A guy going along minding his business and someone someone throws a rock in his pool. Uh, breakdown with uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, they're just innocent going along when something completely disrupts yeah, their life. I, I would say Long Kiss Goodnight would be more buddy love, in my opinion. It's usually a, he'll call it a two-hander because they help each other. I think, I think Mitch definitely helps Char, uh, Samantha or Bill or Charlie Baltimore, her two personalities reconcile. But Mitch also starts off in a deficit. He's, uh, there's a scene with his kid. Uh, obviously he is estranged. He's almost a hustler, right? Because he's running scams. Private detective. Yeah. Uh, yes. He's a private detective, but he's, He's running scams on you know guys. Sure. Uh, he's slimy. He's slimy. Yes, and yeah. he, and he, not a good not a good husband. His wife don't want anything to do with him. Won't even let like his son says. You know I can't keep that right when he gives him a gift. So the son can't even take the gift from him. Right. And you can tell that 
he's being kept at a distance, so he's got a deficit. And I think by the end of the movie, they've helped each other, and we will get to that, obviously. Uh, well, he was a cop, and he was caught stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was a cop, right? And and, and well, they they cut out. Uh, a bit of it. I'm kind of glad they did. But uh, in the backstory of Sam Jackson's character, he got caught stealing, went to jail. The thing they cut was he was assaulted in jail. Oh, really? Like raped. Oh. And when he got out, his ex-wife didn't want to have anything to do with him due to all those circumstances. Really? So I'm glad they cut it out because that just muddies the whole water. See, that, that, that would have been a yeah. really uncomfortable dark turn. Exactly. And with this movie, this character, Sam Jackson playing it, removing it was the uh, Yeah, that might thing. kind of explain. So I always thought it was weird. And <laughs> this, no, this is our, we're going to have to change the podcast uh, to we're going to get to this. But <laughs> yeah, he's being held captive, right? Yeah, and he's naked in there. And, like, and, and, and I thought and, that and, was like, weird. Cowering, yeah. yeah, I thought that was weird. But maybe that explains that yeah. a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. with backstory. Because I was like, whoa, what? What were yeah. they doing in this part, man? Walk at going? it, but it, what, it, it pulled me out a little bit. Yeah. Not out of the movie, but just I questioned, yeah. notice, yeah. In the, like, Wait in a minute, way, what's going on there? In the way that the ex-wife uh, interacts with him when he's there on the porch with his son, you're, if you don't know that backstory, you're like, man, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? Like, well, I just assume she knew what a deadbeat he was. Yeah, you know? sure. Well, yeah. exactly, but you're not knowing anything, and then that's well, sure, it, surprising. It, that whole sequence reminded me very much of Armageddon with the guy. Who was estranged yeah. from his wife, and he and he wants to see the kid. And she, you know, you're not supposed to come around here. Right. And he leaves him the shuttle. Yeah. You don't have to tell him who it's from. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. at the end, they see him on the news, and all of a sudden, and and here we have them at the end. He's on Larry King, and and his oh, family suit. His that suit was lovely. <laughs> his his wife and kid are watching him on Larry King, and all of a sudden, like, oh, that's dad. And and maybe right. you you want to believe that. I think in Armageddon they actually do reunite with him, right? Yeah, but yeah. you want to believe that his family is going to come back. Uh, and yeah, yeah I think that's part of the closing image, which we'll get to as we go, but yeah. Yeah, so I did find, to go back a little bit, I did find um, Do With the Problem. Uh, it's just, yeah. it's an innocent hero yeah. who's dragged into a mess without asking for it or even aware of how he got involved. A sudden event that thrusts our innocence into the world of hurt and it comes without warning. Yeah. And then three, a life or death battle is at stake. And the continued existence of an individual, family, group, or society is in question. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it just. And again, I'm not sold on it, but. Well, like I think you might have mentioned it on uh, one of the other episodes or whatever that, that she's far from innocent. Well, yeah, but I almost any almost any movie could be a dude with a problem. Problem. But, yeah. But uh, some of the parameters don't always. Yeah. Fall in line. Because I guess I feel like Samantha Kane is very much innocent. You know, minding her own business when this stuff happens. Right. Now, granted, she's got a, a past because of, you know, her, her amnesia. But yeah. with the amnesia factor, it's almost like she's two people, right? I mean, Stacey watched it with me, and she made several comments about how she's like, you know, almost like a split personality type thing. Yes. Like the, the two, Charlie and Samantha are two completely, right. which obviously that was intentional, but they're completely different characters. Yeah. So the setup, I guess the, the opening image, again, going back to a single image, is complete homemaker, right? The first time we see her, she is... Mrs. Homemaker, Mrs. Family Time in the parade, Christmas parade, right? Uh, yeah, I had a school teacher. <laughs> I had a hard time narrowing it down to just a single image because, uh, yeah, it was very much the setup as Susie Homemaker stuff, yeah. right? So I saw that, and that's her ordinary world. But yeah, I mean, the first time we see her, she's in the parade. Now, one thing I did think was interesting is she's pretending to be an elf, right, in the parade, right? She's dressed up as an elf Mrs. or whatever. Claus. Or Mrs. Mrs. Claus. Yeah. I apologize. Same Mrs. Claus. Well, the, the guy in the, uh, in the crowd says, oh, Mrs. Claus is hot. And, you know, gotcha. she okay. flips, not flips him off, but 
shoes him away or whatever. Yeah, 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 all right. So, sorry. She's pretending to be Mrs. Claus, so she's pretending to be something she's not. Oh, I didn't get that. And That's then Mitch is also pretending to be something he's not. First time we see him. Like, oh, he's, yeah, he's a yeah, private yeah. detective, but he's pretending to be a full-blown detective, and these other two bums are detectives yeah, cop, too, not right? Just a they're actual detective. bums. Yeah. yeah, they're actual yeah. bums. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I just, I just thought that was interesting because in a movie about finding out who you are, See, I didn't. I, that's yeah. that's that, that I like that because that that fits right in there. I didn't pick up on that. That's very good. Now, obviously, I don't know how you make a trailer and hide the fact that she is this super spy, right? Like you don't. How do you advertise the movie but hide the fact? Because in the opening sequences, credits, you you get the idea that she is Charlie Baltimore. Yeah, I kind of didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't either. Signatures, the, <clears throat> yeah, the signatures, yeah, the signatures see, and all the stuff. And you like see negative kind of images of central intelligence and her yeah. pointing guns, and so yeah, it was like you're the reveal, audience, all the reveal early. Yeah, I was the audience knows more than Charlie does or Samantha, which right? can lead to your audience being bored. Yes, now we're waiting for Samantha to catch to up. Catch up. So, but but I I don't know how you advertise the movie. Without revealing that, yeah, I don't know. Maybe others have done it, and maybe I I can't think of a. I'd, I'd like to. This movie came out before the Born Identity. This yeah. was, uh, I think, based off the same kind of source material, spy books and all that. Yeah, stuff. yeah. So that was part of the problem Sam Jackson had of talking to the producers. How are we going? That you guys should. You guys should advertise this in the middle of the day in soap operas because this is a action movie for women. Sure, yeah. And they didn't do that, so it kind of fell on its head. I think it didn't kind of hit its stride until the Born Identity on where they knew how to yeah. write it, express it. Because I I think Born Identity compared to this one is a bit smoother. Yeah, it's much. And he wakes up in out. water, like she wakes up on a beach. He wakes yeah. up in the water being rescued. Yeah, 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 that's actually an excellent point because Born Identity, you're along for the ride. Yeah. You suspect something, but you're learning it with him. I think, and it's been a while since I've seen it, but this movie reminded me of History of Violence, which was made yep. after. Yep. Oh, it's a too, similar example, similar yeah. idea, right? He's because he's not Susie Homemaker, but he's, you know, regular Joe at a yep. coffee, serving coffee and stuff at a diner. Yeah. And then I think when the guys come in to... to attack it or rob it or whatever, like yep. he defends it. And so that's how his awakening happens. But again, I don't think they were, I think you're alone for the ride. Yeah. I don't think they tell you before that. Yeah. And then there's a newer one with the guy from better call Saul, Mr. Nobody or something, yep. or yeah. isn't it a similar that. idea where he's a regular guy, but has skills. Yeah. Now yeah. maybe they don't hide it. I don't know that he has amnesia or anything, but I don't know the story. Well, in the that. trailer, you see him being badass. Yeah, I know. I, I'm saying like he, but he's a presents himself as a regular guy. Yeah. Like and again, I haven't seen it, but I don't know. Like is, is well, he like retired, right, and done being a badass and trying to live a normal life, and then you know obviously see, that still works or, though because you're along for the ride as he is yeah. drawn back into that correct world. Here you're told she's yeah, it's, it seems lazy to right. me. The, as, yeah, as other, awesome as Shane Black is, and maybe that was a producer note. Who so, knows? Yeah. The other movies, kind of using it as an example, Born Identity. They, I think they did it the correct way. Yeah, like you were along for the journey, like you were saying, bring it back to this, where you know more than Gina Davis's character. And you're gonna, you're like, okay, when is she gonna catch up to me? Because I know all this. How is stuff. she gonna? Yeah, that, yeah. that draws me. That's out part of the of fun, it. you mean, or draws you out of it? That draws me out because yeah. I'm, I know, I, yeah, I know right. she's a super spy. I'm just waiting for her to figure it yeah, out. Right. I'm gonna go get more popcorn and go to the bathroom because she Pretty needs much. to come on. It could yeah. have been better, but hey, I still enjoy it. No, no, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, once you get over that, I think the movie becomes. It's really a fun movie. Yeah, she talked about focal amnesia. I, I couldn't nail down a theme. 
her husband or boyfriend or whatever at the party says, or somebody says, may the best of your past be the worst of your future. And maybe that's as close as I could get to. A that's what I had. I actually have that same. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best um, I could find. For me, I would like to have seen more emphasis on the duality of people. You know, your your domestic side versus your violent side. Uh, this is the uniting of of two halves into a whole person kind of thing. But it is an action movie, and so you sometimes can't ask a lot of that. But I, I still think maybe that could have, in terms of a theme, that could have been something they might have explored or whatever. Mm. You know, when this movie opens, she has been so. I, I, the catalyst and, and all of that, I thought, maybe was a little weak because she's been doing this for a while, hiring detectives, trying to figure out Yeah, she can only yeah, remember. Yeah, for like eight years eight she's years, been, yeah. yeah. And she, yeah, because she has a, I think another thing, like they always say in screenwriting rules to don't have a voiceover. Like they say that they frown upon that and that it's lazy writing and all these different things. But yeah. I feel like Shane Black uses it a lot and he's one of the few guys that can do it yeah. well. So he's like, it felt like he, you know, throws the dirt in the face of that rule and says, I'm going to do what I want. Right. Well, it makes seven million dollars. But anyhow, um, he does it well. And she has a line in the voiceover about, yeah, I've been doing this for eight years. I used to be on the expensive ones. Now I'm on the cheap guys. Right. Which sets up uh, Sam Jackson's. Yeah. Who is hiring bums and homeless people to play parts. (laughs) A landlord who had rented Samantha Kane an apartment years ago still has some of her things, a credit card with Samantha Kane on it. This is a clue that that gets Mitch back on the case. First thing he says is call Samantha. We need more money to pursue this. You know, he wants money. He calls her amnesia chick. Yes. Yeah. Get an amnesia chick on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Tell her we need more money. So she already, she doesn't know that she's a assassin. We do. And so I was looking for a catalyst as to what would spur her on to the adventure. But it seems like she's been trying to get spurred on. For a while, because she's been hiring people. Yeah, well, I just I think she wants to know who she is, right? Anyone who wakes up with amnesia, I think, sure. would be curious about who you were. Um, and yeah, she doesn't really have a, a clue that you know who you know. Like we talked about, she didn't know that she was a CIA assassin, right? Um, so I guess for me, what I had down as a catalyst initially was the car wreck. Yep, that's what I got. Because yeah, she's taking a, a drunk neighbor home after a party and ends up getting hit in a deer, gets in a wreck, and he dies, and she's thrown from the vehicle. And then I guess starts to have flashes of, you know, of her previous violent life. Um, but even then, like, so is it like a double bump? Because later on, oh, the wow. the one-eyed Jack guy or whatever sees her on the TV in the prison, escapes, comes to her house and oh, attacks yeah. her. And so I feel like that's like a major catalyst because nothing really happens after the wreck. Sure, she starts cutting up carrots and, oh, shit, I, hey, I could have been a chef. Look at these cool skills. Um, and then she's kind of has a personality split with the daughter on the on the ice. Yes. She breaks her arm and she's super shitty to her. Talking about bumps, okay, so double bump. I, I actually wrote down with a question mark, like I have down bump four. <laughs> like, is this a four bump? Yeah. Because all the things you mentioned, the car wreck, the daughter, the tomato, you know, or whatever. All these things trying to spur her on are like bumps to get her going. And I thought there was like four of them, right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, there would be four because you got one-eyed Jack, the tomato scene, the ice scene, the car wreck scene. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think One-Eyed Jack being the strongest. I mean, the car wreck could have been, but like there's no scenes of, I think her even, unless I don't remember right, of her at the hospital or in the husband going, are you okay? They just move on. Well, there is a scene where she's unconscious in the the bed and the husband. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But she's not awake, I don't think. Yeah. And no funeral for poor, drunk, handsy neighbor. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Like the... 
like, I don't know, like to me, to make it tighter, right? Because I guess he needed her to get a knock on the head to jar some of this stuff loose, right? Yes. Why not have her get her head hit when One-Eyed Jack shows up to attack the, the house? Yeah, no. Like, no. why have a car wreck? I don't I, know. I, did, I felt like there were bump one, bump two, bump three, and bump four. Uh, yeah. I think three out of four of the bumps are triggered by blood. The car, the knife, and when One-Eyed Jack shows up are all triggered by blood. Yeah. Someone is bleeding and she has these memories. The skating, I think, is just triggered by her impatience at the child being timid or whatever. So first I thought, well, blood, but then bump three didn't have that, but most of them are triggered by some kind of, you know, appearance of blood. Uh, There is the cool line, uh, chefs do that. She says it playfully one time, and then when One-Eyed Jack comes along. And she kills him. Yeah, uh, chefs do that. Right. There was these like scary, creepy sequences of Charlie coming back one time, cutting her throat. And then like the horror scene on the cliff in the mirror. So that, you know, almost Gothic horror. Yeah, it was weird. I, I didn't, it was, uh, it didn't match with the rest of the, yeah, the movie was, to me. Totally. It was, it seemed a little strange or whatever. She can't like when, when, when her daughter breaks her wrist, she feels bad about it as Samantha later and can't remember that she said those things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Daughter. Again, it's almost uh Stacey had talked about like split where, you know, different, uh, personalities in that movie uh, they call it taking the light yeah so they're like you're you know i guess if you can't not aware of what the other one's doing kind of thing yeah um yeah, that's what it seemed like whenever charlie would come out there's a good line in there uh she's you know feels guilty about the broken arm and yeah. not realizing and she's hiding in the treehouse and when the the boyfriend shows up he goes uh, i think you're looking for a doghouse this is a treehouse oh you know, yeah, yeah yeah i don't know i like that line right sam shows up and the two of them set off to find some answers which i'm i'm pegging as sort of the break into two. Yeah, there, that is my break into two as well. The, I, there's not much of a debate, you know? Because I guess to your point, she's already... Yeah, she's been doing this. Kind of debating, I guess, yeah. Like, one synopsis I read, which I don't feel like I I got this from the movie at all, was she goes on this adventure to find out who she is because she's worried about bringing harm to her family, you know, to her family, to her daughter and to her boyfriend, Hal. But I don't feel like the movie set that up at all. Unless I just missed it. Well, she, yeah, because uh, her her boyfriend says something like, you know, no matter who you are, I'll love you. I will love you. I won't be yeah. scared. You know, yeah. As opposed like- to a good cows could have been. And we always get in the danger of rewriting these things. Yeah. But if he was, you know, after that, seeing her, he's not unnerved by seeing her kill this dude. You know, throw the daughter into the treehouse through the through a hole in the house. Right. Yeah. Like he's you know have him unnerved by that and and and, and threaten to leave or or whatever. Right. You know, hey, until you figure this out, I don't, I don't think we can be together, Charlie. Like or Charlie, Samantha. You know, I don't know. That might have been a, a yeah, stronger the whole, catalyst. The whole reconcilia- reconciliation, reconciliation of who she is. Like she's a fractured yeah. person, and yeah, yeah. Have CPS show up, take the kid away. Right. A, a B story. I wrote down who who is leading her to change her daughter to be domestic or or others to be lethal. So she was being pulled in seemingly two different directions, right? Like right. her daughter was wanting her to be a mother to her, but then you have these others who. So the daughter is the B story. Well, I don't. I I, I really couldn't nail it down, right? Because yeah. I think that's where I had trouble with it. Choosing it as Buddy Love because uh, Buddy Love it'd have to be Mitch Waldman. Later says, "Forget all that. That's not who you are." Like he, right. you know, pulling her to be Charlie, you know. So. Yeah. She's being pulled in two different directions and she needs to reconcile. So I think if there's a theme, maybe it leads that way, you know, like reconciling uh, your light and darkness, you know, like we all have a, sure. you know, so. Yeah. The, the, she didn't, 
finish the mission, right? These bad guys are still out there. She can't be at peace and be safe with yeah, her how and her daughter alive, until these bad guys are taken care of. Yeah. But Samantha can't do that. Charlie has to. Or right. a, a blending of the two. Sure. I've, I found it funny because, and this is just an historical note, this is way before... You know, cell phones and the internet, but like they, like she calls it my portable phone. Yep. Yeah, I made a note about all that. these awkward portable names, phones. All yeah. these awkward names for, you know, <laughs> right. Again, I saw this on VHS. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's old. A lot of setups and the writing of the number on the cast. I mean, I knew as soon as she wrote, I couldn't. It's been a while since I've seen it, but as soon as I, she wrote that number, like, well, that's going to come up later. You know? Right. Right. Um, so right about 25 minutes, I'm, I'm pegging the break into two, which is about right. Almost almost textbook right, really, if you think about it. But uh, that's what I'm pegging it. And around the 25-minute mark, uh, I, well, I call them Sam and Samantha because Sam Jackson and, and Samantha. But it's, yeah, Mitch and Samantha drive into the second act. So she decides, and they go off in the car. And then I guess they're on the... And they're going to the apartment? Stop. Yeah, on the way to the landlords is yeah, what I have, that's right? That's right. And to investigate the lead that he had. Yes. She wanted to go with him. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, and gets the the belongings that were, were left. By the, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's where they find the suitcase, right? That has clues and stuff. Yeah, the book that has a clue to Waldman. Now, <laughs> again, this is, there's a lot of fun moments, which really have nothing to do with the story. I guess they're character. They are characters, so they do have something to do with the story. But they're driving along and, and Mitch sees the jogger. <laughs> I thought there was a really great line. <laughs> you, you saw her tits. So neat. It's so neat. Right. You know, it's like she's totally yeah. disparaging yeah. him. And uh, you is, know. Your, is your neck okay? Yeah, because he runs him off the road. Yeah. It's so neat. And he was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah it's a guy thing or whatever. And you got her, you, you, uh, you got her beat from the neck up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I, the, yeah, I just, uh, I really had a good time with, with the, their, their exchanges. Wait, wait, I didn't go woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I wrote down snappy exchanges between Sam, uh, Samantha and Mitch about the jogger. Uh, you saw her tits, it's so neat. Um, yeah, the clue in the book that leads them to, to Waldman. There's a bit about the him getting the song wrong, too, which is, that was Yes, kind of yeah, it's not, uh, it's, it's not, it's not uh, the linen. Not the linen, yeah. It's about, it's about moving in, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that's and that's good fun writing, like, and that's uh, and that's that's Shane Black's bread and butter. Like he's right. going to give you a two hander with just two great characters. You know, uh, he does that. Uh, Lethal Weapon and, and Nice Guys are amazing. You know, well, how I come to see the movie the first time, I, ha- I had a supervisor who asked me, "Have you seen it?" I said, "No," and all she could do was dun 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 dun. Yeah. And she said she would just bust out laughing and go dun dun. Yeah, dun, dun. put the keys in my pocket. <laughs> yeah, and so you know, it's it's uh, I, I, and I found it like I enjoy these characters, but I and I, and I just find it, you know, not amazing but shocking that Sam Jackson liked this character the best because you know, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have guessed that. A clue in the book: Waldman, the dog. <laughs> oh yeah! Again, great exchanges at the at the dinner table. Where you could have had just a regular scene when you sure. entered when we're meeting Waldman, right? But here we got this the dog licking his asshole scene. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, been licking his ass for thirty minutes. Yeah, I I I propose yeah. to you it's that either, whatever's the, you know, whatever's either gone, they, gone for good or there to stay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, so so 
And only, I mean, a lot of actors could deliver it, but Brian Cox does a great job of delivering that yes. kind of line. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. and, and kind of in a timeline sequence, this is Brian Cox's first iteration of that type of character. After this movie, he was hired to play that kind of guy. That kind oh, of I didn't know that. Wait, he was in uh, Born, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, interesting. Oh, I knew I'd seen him somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they didn't have a line in there where somebody says, I remember you to Brian Cox, they're missing out. You know, they, they messed that up with these two amnesia movies, you know, nobody would get it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, now you say Brian Cox, uh, for some reason, uh, Albert Finney looks a lot like him in my because yeah, yeah, I think he plays played similar roles at times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he could have done it too. He just I was thinking older, his, more he gruff. was Albert Finney, but it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, okay, all right. Samantha reaches out to Walden from the car. This is the next clue. They stop at the motel, writing her name, talking to daughter, Mitch singing his song. And then he's, he's talking about, well, you know, you sort of curse a lot. Before it was all dang, all fooey, I burned the dang muffins, muffins yeah. or whatever. And then she discovers the gun in, in the secret compartment of her suitcase. Muscle memory allows her to assemble it. Charlie is closer to the surface. And then, then you have that jump scare of Charlie cutting Samantha's, Samantha's throat. Which I, I I think worked on some level where it's it's Charlie killing the one identity. Yes, yeah. coming to the surface and and, and wanting to kill, so for her to survive, Samantha has to die. You know, kind of thing. I thought that kind of worked. Yeah, that's one thing that brought me out of the, out of the story just a little bit. Was how can you transport a rifle of that size and wait? Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna notice that suitcase is heavy. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it takes up half the. What's in here? There's clothes in here. Yeah, I can get one pair of socks in here. Why is that? Oh, well, there's this three. <laughs> it's a fifty caliber. And this puts Mitch right out here. Take your money. Take it. I'm out. You know, or whatever. Well, because she almost shoots him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 She puts it together and, and then moves yeah. around and shoots shoots the frame, shoots the door frame. Now this this goes to what James was saying because there is some reference to him going because he says I'm not going back to prison. When he wants to get out. Well, they explained the backstory that he was a crooked cop and, and went to jail for that. They just, I guess, cut out all the... Yeah, yeah. But now we know the, why he really doesn't want to go back to prison. Uh, you know. Definitely it, not a day camp. Right, because, right. yeah, I guess no one had to hire his line earlier. No one had to hire ass fuckers for him. Right. In the backstory, I guess. Right? Isn't that what he says earlier? I will personally, you know, if there's not guys in prison that want to ass fuck you, I will hire an ass fucker. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that yeah. what he says? <laughs> and traditionalized to what you're talking about, James. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's Sam Jackson doing his thing. Yeah, he's, yeah, right. But he's dealing with these memories because that, that line now means more than just sure. a, a cool line, right? I mean, <laughs> man. And so I think here's where it becomes more of a, a two hander where they're helping each other achieve because he has this line that he I never did one thing right in my life the setup that that he's sort of at a deficit also right yeah that helps him they're going to help each other Mitch is back on the job the train station they're now going to meet Waldman and you have the shootout and again another throwaway line or whatever but you know Mitch says uh, you know he sticks the gun in his pants I'm afraid I'm going to shoot my dick off and now oh now you're a sharpshooter <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. yeah so so this is there's a lot of fun here, you know. Uh, On that note, uh, Shane Black, I guess he has a uh, like a running theme of putting hiding a gun by your by your balls or whatever really? in his movies. Yeah, so there's a reference to to that. You know, he doesn't put it in there because he doesn't want to shoot his dick off. Right. Waldman, you know, talks about all the different guns he's carrying and says, "I've got one." I don't remember his his phrase, but he references one down there, and that's the one that uh, Charlie or Samantha uses yeah. to you know shoot Luke later on. And then in um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. They get out of a scenario because Val Kimmer's character 
has a small gun and he's like, yeah, keep it down there above my balls. Oh, um, yeah. So, yeah. Good that, old gay Perry. Yeah, gay Perry. <laughs> I love that character. Still, still gay? No, I'm knee, knee, knee deep in pussy. I just like the name so much. I'm going to keep sure. it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's funny that, and I, I guess, I don't know if all writers do this, but you have these things that you yeah. go for, is that, you yeah. know, these things you reach for as, you know, that's funny. Because uh, the Christmas thing, absolutely, he does that on purpose for some reason. I don't know. You know, he really likes Christmas, man. I, I guess, you know. <laughs> it's Christmas, Theo. It's time for miracles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, and then they... Sorry. No, that's... Uh, they... Uh, the gun in my, I, in I guess pocket. the henchman, Daedalus, is the bad guy that was her target. And this other guy who we've met torturing a guy earlier, we skipped over him, I guess, a little bit, but he's... Timothy? Yeah, Timothy, yes. I can always tell when someone is lying. That, that line shows up again. He's telling the guy he tortured that he's there and he confirms sort of in his mind that she doesn't know who he is, doesn't remember. Right. Uh, doesn't stop him from giving the word to take him out, but he's he's sort of feeling her out. You don't know me, do you? Yeah. Then there's this action scene where they're trying to take her out. Well, yeah. Well, there's a bit of a um, kind of a, a yes, no type of thing. Like they get to the farm, they meet Luke because they decide they don't believe Waldman. Right. And so they they attack him and yes, then take yes, off. Yes. Find her long lost lover, Luke, on this farm. And she knows all and memories start coming back. I guess she knows all this stuff, knows he sits down to pee, all these different things. Yeah, right. And then it turns out that he seems like a nice guy, but he, he's you know ultimately not. Yeah, he's he the, up, he's he's yeah, he's it was like her, the main her guy. Yeah. Yeah. It was her last target. Yeah. She was the original target. Yeah. When she got amnesia. Yeah. Like when there's a bit where Sam Jackson, when they first meet and Sam Jackson doesn't trust him and he's got the gun on him. And he was like, I said, don't move. And he's like, sorry, I, I had an itch. Like just, that's to me, classic, you know, Shane Black type right, stuff. Right, right. Uh, before, before they actually get away from Waldman, we are given some of her backstory. Like uh, Waldman, Waldman trained her, I guess. Uh, her father, he says, was a Royal Irish Ranger and he died. And his friend Perkins recruited her to the Black Bag mission, which I guess failed and went dark in 88. Eight years later, her target, Daedalus, still alive, wants to take her out now because they're all working with the CIA or the black bag operation. So enemies have now become partners. Right. And she is threatening this operation. So it has to go or whatever. But like you said, they, they don't trust Walton. They steal his car and flee. Again, uh, the, uh, this guy who was also in 16 Blocks. So we've watched a couple movies now with crossovers, right? Because we got this guy from 16 Blocks. we got Sam Jackson from... Um, unbreakable break, unbreakable you know oh yeah there's this whole sequence about sherry likes this i i, I think it works detail uh mitch thinks he's a bad motherfucker you know he's got this song right and uh waldman gets to drop on him yeah, um, why he's sitting there with his gun singing the song yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they capture her and mitch uh which we have this weird scene i guess that we understand now because of the scenes cut that of his prison experience um well yeah it's interesting because there's no other like they just take him away, and the next time we see him is when she rescues him, and he's yeah, he's like cowering on the ground, naked, maybe even a little beat up, and like they even zoom in on his face. Like yeah, I feel no, he's, like he's terrified. He's yeah, like I feel like some of this backstory that James mentioned, maybe they even filmed some of that and then decided to cut it. I, I don't know because it's it's just possibly you could have just had him tied up in a chair or something, you know, like they do later on. I just uh, it's weird. Like yeah, it was definitely like why, why was this poor guy naked? Why isn't he on a torture wheel too? I don't you know. Yeah no they yeah they just have him. I, you know, I guess they need to they need to know what she knows or whatever. Um, no, I get that. I just you know, without the backstory, it, it was weird to me. 
Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. I just thought that okay, he's supposed to be protecting her when they get to the farm, and then she ends up saving. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Charlie is fully. Yeah, reversal of roles. Yeah, yeah, and maybe. Did, did, I didn't think about that, but maybe it's typical to have the the female being cowering and, and even stripped naked and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, and then he he had said, "I've never done one thing right in my life." Like he, he's just a poor guy. Everything he touches seems to right. You know, he even has the gun and has a, a good position and I'm a yeah. badass. And then he gets and still, he has several yeah. guns. Yeah, he has yeah. the rifle too. Or. Right, and my rifle too. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, just what to do? Yes, you know. Uh, but uh, that. When she's on that wheel, though, that's one of my favorite scenes. Yeah, mm-hmm. is she? You you just see her go from switch. Yeah, yeah. She's scared. She's cold, and then all of a sudden, she's like. And then, obviously, emerging from the water, you know, this being born again. You yeah. Know. So I don't know what you have as the midpoint. I guess I'm up. I'm still in fun and games up to the wheel from the water. She rises now, Charlie. So she's. She may be Samantha before she goes in the in the water, and then we have the setup of Waldman with his gun down there, and so. But when she rises, she's fully. Yeah, that, that is my midpoint. Is yeah. her is a false victory. Her finding out who she was and becoming yes Charlie. Because I mean, what that means is for you know the bad guys close in is well if she's Charlie, then that means that how and the daughter don't mean as much to her. Yeah, and then of course you got all these bad guys that want to kill her if she is Charlie. Because the whole thing was if Charlie was still dead then, you know, she could go back to her life or, or whatever. You know? Right, because, yeah, so I have this as a false victory. Also, she gets she gets everything she thinks she wants because right. you see the picture of her family and, and she's torn out of it, yeah. right? So I thought this was a very cool sequence, the, the song, She's Not There. I thought, I thought tonally and everything, that scene was very cool. Her putting on the makeup and, and, and mm-hmm. becoming... Yeah, finishing the transformation. Yeah, yeah, dyeing her hair and cutting it and, yeah. Yes, uh, she reminded me of, um, I was going to say this earlier, even though it was done way later, I don't know if there was, uh, I know that was based on source material and I guess this is an original by Shane Black, but her character, Charlie, with the blonde hair and being a CIA assassin, reminded me a lot of Atomic Blonde with uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, I don't Just those that. type of, yeah. You know, they're both blonde, they're both lethal, they were both uh, in, the, in the 80s and worked for the CIA, like I don't know, like maybe maybe yeah. a coincidence, but. yeah. I, I'd have, you haven't I, seen, I haven't you should seen see that. Atomic Blonde if you haven't. Okay. Anyways, yeah, so there's, Mitch, so there's two sequences. Mitch is gearing up. He's got his own song. Yeah, so so I thought that I thought that worked. Mitch, Mitch again, talking about the duality of personality. So Mitch is offering that to Charlie Baltimore that Samantha had to come from somewhere because Charlie is trying to seduce Mitch, again, trying to really put to death Samantha, right? Sure. This is something Samantha wouldn't do. Homemaker now, you know... But Mitch is declining, right? So, and he, and I guess almost the B story at this point for her, saying that Samantha had to come from somewhere, that that, that is part of you, and uh, Charlie Baltimore wants to reject that, right? You know, and he even tells her, didn't he tell her to call call Caitlin, call your daughter? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I guess now I'm at the bad guys close in. Her handlers decide to take her out, but Charlie is is playing them. I, I'd forgotten. I was a little shocked. She actually throws Mitch right out of the car. And he just lays there smoking on the ground. Like, Mitch, right. this, and, and this is Mitch. Like, okay, well, this is my life, you know. Right. You can't do one thing right, and here I am on the street. That, that figures, you know. <laughs> right. So what you're saying is you don't need me. You know what? You're right. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> shoves him out, yeah. Yeah, I'd actually forgotten about that. And that, 
But yeah, I mean, as I was watching that, because it's been a while since I've seen it too. So he's sitting there laying the, you know, smoking, laying there on the ground, just I'm not even going to get up. Just yeah, smoking a cigarette. What is the point? So that's that's how I took it at first. But then, like, very shortly, she comes back around and stops and says, get in. So, did, like, did he know that she's going to figure out in a minute that she does need me? I'm just going to smoke my cigarette while I'm waiting on her to figure it out. I you know? I think he's like, this is this. He's not surprised when she comes back. Well, I don't, th- at this point, I don't think. I think he, he there's so much shit and nothing's a yeah, This is my life, you know? <laughs> okay. I'll get in. Okay. You know? Yeah. I, I think he is just, this is my life, you know? Yeah. Cause all he says is like found a use for me after all and gets up and gets in and off. Yeah. Go. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. So she gets home and, and there was this setup with the kid about smoking. And I thought this could have been handled a little better, but there was this setup. If I catch you smoking again, they'll never find the body or whatever. And now is Charlie. She takes a cigarette and smokes and hands it back. I don't know that that's a good payoff for that setup. Yeah, because now it's if you tell anybody you saw me, I'll blow your fucking head off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I think the a better setup and payoff would have been, like, and I guess that's there's hints of her, Charlie coming through at the beginning, right? And never find the body. Like, that's not something Samantha would say, even though it is Samantha that yeah, says yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if it had been more of a Samantha type of thing, yeah. I'll tell your parents or I don't know, whatever, right? Something definitely way more tame. And then, you know what I mean? Have that with, I'll blow your fucking head off. Or have Samantha, I mean, Charlie, have the, they'll never find the body. You know, have yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have down here, because I'm watching this, and, and it's it had been a while, but I, as I'm going through this, I, I mean, I think Gina Davis was very persuasive. I, I, I was on board with with her as an action star. You know, sometimes you watch yeah. these things, and they're, oh, they're trying to shake things up by having a female action star. Or whatever. But I think, I think Gina Davis... Like I enjoyed the second half of this movie almost more than sure. the yeah. first half. Yeah, I'd agree to that. And that's it kind of puts it back into the category of Gina Davis, Sigourney Weaver being just badass women yeah. heroes. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like the bug me because yeah, as far as the physicality of it, it's fine. Um and, and the look and all that, it just it seemed like at times like her the way she would change her voice. Um and there's certain uh like male it's not a female thing, male actors have done it too. It's their you know, when they're trying to be tough, all of a sudden they put on a tough guy voice. And I feel like that's what she did when she was Charlie a lot. And it, it annoyed me because it, yeah. it came off as a, oh, it's her tough girl voice. Oh, Got it. You, yeah. Okay. As opposed to just being tough, but like. That may have had something to do with the director. Right sure. Yeah, right. No, yeah, right. No, uh, can you do it more? Uh, so, yeah. right. they, were, they were married at the time, Gina Davis. And oh, that's true. Yeah, because they had so. done Cutthroat Island before, right? Yeah, well, that was. Yeah. That was the thing, like. Because Cutthroat Island was not a success. Right. No. Right. And then this was not a knockout of the park. So, sure. He, uh, I guess three years prior, he did Cliffhanger with Stallone which I, and Die Hard 2 before that. So he had a record of of being, making good yeah. action movies and hits. Yeah. Um, and then I guess had I some, some misses. Yeah, because I think he did uh, Driven with Stallone way later, and that yeah. was uh, also a miss. Yeah, yes. I don't know what the guy's doing now. So yeah. I just, you know, going back to the kind of funny little things in the movie, I would attribute it to more of the directors than, but hell, what do I know? Yeah, well, sure. I mean, producer. Uh, so I guess we're learning about Operation Honeymoon, which is their their plan that she's threatening to undo. They want to, I guess that all comes down to lack of, so again, Aliens was greed, money. Here, it's almost a similar situation because the counterintelligence community is their funding has been cut. So they want to stage this thing, kill a bunch of people so that Congress yeah. will manifest a, a terrorist act yes. so that they can get money. Yeah. yeah. And get money. And yeah, this was pre 
through all the all the big conspiracy theories. So this one, when I watched that, I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, (laughs) whoa, pulling the Simpsons being ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah, it was right on. Uh, She, there had been a setup about when she was leaving. You know, because this will again setups and payoffs worked. I think generally they were believable at least. The candle in the window, so I can find my way home, sets up this escape scene uh, because the, the, again it had to be done but they give the, the one of the bad guys gives the daughter a doll you know you're giving her a doll well you know it's Christmas I'm not a complete ogre. they're gonna kill this girl right but but he gives her a doll and in my mind I'm thinking it's been a while since I've seen it but I knew okay that comes into play somewhere and and then I think the candle in the window set up the fact that she had matches in her cast Charlie, and we'll get to that in a second. I think. Even the breaking of the arm so she can hide said matches. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, yeah. Which which I think is okay. Like, if if yeah. if you want to do that as a writer, just set it up. Yep. Maybe it seems a little forced, maybe not, but I think it works. I mean, I think... I think it, it's all about hiding it well, too. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. call attention to itself. Right. Instead of it just needs to needs to happen, you know. This, so I have a... As the all is lost, we had pegged it as a false risk, so this has to be a false defeat, Yes. Mitch and Charlie are captured, but not before she thinks about the doll and the gas. So she sees the dripping gas. The kid has the doll. And you can see Charlie putting something together. She didn't know that she was going to need that gas. But... Yeah, just in case. I mean, yeah, this is what I got. Gas, let yeah. me fill up a doll with gas. Okay. Yeah, because she tries other things. Yeah, they get put in the freezer. She she even tells Timothy, you know, look into her eyes. This is your daughter trying to, you know get some sympathy out of him to not kill them and not, and to let her go. And, and that doesn't work. And so then they're stuck in the freezer. So she <laughs> MacGyver's this, this doll and this gas thing. Yeah. And then even then, like, I mean, talking about your payoff, she can't get a spark. She can't get the gas to light. Yeah. And actually breaks down, you know, and crying. Like, so here's this tough woman who's, you know, at her, at her wits end and, and now she's going to die and her daughter's going to die. And then Mitch, who's definitely can't do anything right, is going to die because she can't go save his ass. Yes. And the daughter reveals, oh, hey, mom, I got matches. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, I just, that's definitely all his loss at that as well. Well, yeah, because as they were wheeling uh, Sam Jackson away, he was like, I'll be sitting up there waiting for you to come see Yeah, he has a line. Just yeah. be a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I thought just, that was a good line. Yeah, yeah. I'll just be a minute. Yeah, just be good. a minute, yeah. And she learns that, at this point, she learns that her handlers and the bad guys are now working together. Right. Perkins and Timothy are together. Yeah. yeah. And she, and she actually says, and I think she says alone, we stood a chance. Like at this point she's beginning maybe to despair a little bit. Right. Yeah. So the false defeat, she's captured. Yeah, Cause they storm in there to, to get her and it doesn't go well. And that's how they end up getting captured. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she calls it a fundraiser operation. So you're staging a fundraiser. Her bomb literally explodes the doors off the third act. Like, oh yeah, into the, into the third act. You know, she blows the door open. And yeah, I did not actually have that written down, but that's that's good. That's, yeah, and blows Mitch out the window. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he survives. I guess. Or yeah, he's about to get killed. Right, that's a bit much. But yeah, he gets blown out the window through a sign. <laughs> through you're right through a sign into a tree and then down on the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. A bit much. But what a bad day. What a yeah. bad day. <laughs> they said a ticking clock again. Uh, the bomb timer almost. Exa- I I looked at the how much time was left in the movie at this point. I think the bomb timer was set for like thirty minutes, which is almost exactly how much was left in the movie. And then you have the gas and the doll payoff. Charlie's at her wit's end, but the daughter has the matches for the candle in her cast. Samantha makes I have down here. Samantha makes an appearance or a motherly Charlie. Or, I thought this was very. This line worked. Are we going to die? No, honey, they are. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, 
Yeah, no, I think sir, and I think it. What you were saying earlier about uh, duality, like I wish it had done been done better. Yeah, and the blending of the of the two personalities, because yeah, I feel like it's it's not Charlie or Samantha. It's got to be both at the end. Um, but her, this is a while back, but her putting on the ice skates is 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 a blending of those personalities because their mom's ice skating later on. Yeah, I, sure, I feel yeah. like it visually, right? Yeah, she puts on the ice skates and then does this, you know, awesome stuff where she takes out the bad guys on the ice. But you know, it's so yeah, I think it's. Charlie and Samantha having a moment with the daughter. Yeah. The daughter gets away and hides in the bomb truck. Yeah, bad choice, kid. <laughs> yeah. An unfortunate place to hide. Yeah, so I guess now we're in the third act, storming the castle. So we got 20 minutes. Somebody says we got 20 minutes tops, which, again, is just about how much time left in the movie. So they're, the tension is being increased. The movie's coming to an end, and so is the bomb. Again, uh, Mitch, I think, says, just do one thing right. Pay off from the line. I haven't done anything right in my whole life. So there is that callback. As Mitch is, I guess, trying to rescue them, and then Charlie's acting as I thought that was a pretty cool action scene. The yeah, yeah, where he's shooting what he can, but and she's helping him she's out with taking the, him out, the sniper uh, rifle from a distance. Yeah, the high tower surprise. Mitch is shot. Charlie steals a car from the bad guy. I thought all that, and that, and as I'm watching that, that action sequence was pretty elaborate. There's a lot going on and some pretty serious explosions in that. Yeah, for sure. You know. yeah, and then the chase in the truck, and when she crashes it through the wall, and there, you know, it turns on its side and starts sliding. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on there. I guess the brake line. Yeah, in the truck. Yeah, I, I thought that was a little convenient. I, I, did, I did. I thought that was part of the staging of the. Oh, was they, it? Because okay. they put the. The Middle Eastern guy is supposed to be their uh, their Patsy. He's dead. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he was in the freezer, and you see him. Yeah, but what out. do they need to cut the brake line for? Like. I don't know. I just thought it was part of it. Maybe it's not. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the truck's a wreck. The bomb is ticking. The daughter is trapped. The bad guys are still kicking the shit out of Charlie. So the the action scenes I thought worked. She had set it up with uh, "You're gonna die screaming," and and yeah, I think he does. <laughs> no, he does. But like he uh, he falls into the water or whatever at one point when they're fighting, and he he screams. So he's like he has a you think he's dead, and then he comes back kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he screams both times. He screams when you think he's going to die, and then he actually screams when he, you know. Right, yeah. Screams when he actually dies. Charlie says goodbye to the daughter. Like, Charlie thinks she's out, like, is going to die. Yeah, she tells her to run. Run, run. Uh, Thinking death is imminent. And then her daughter returns and sort of takes on the role of Charlie Baltimore here. You get up, you know. Yeah, no, it's a nice callback to the, I don't remember the exact phrasing, but it's the same line that she said Mm -hmm. to her earlier. Yeah, on the ice when she was yeah, being. Don't be uh, weak. Just yeah, daughter yeah. echoes Charlie's words on the ice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Mitch, I have Mitch makes a play helicopter on the bridge. Mitch is, Mitch is as bad as he thinks he is at this point. As you know, that he was singing earlier. Now Charlie sacrifices herself for the daughter, right? So this is not something that yeah. Charlie would have done. So we're we're uniting the two. Yeah, we're re- reuniting the two. That would have been a good callback. I just never thought about that. If he's sitting there behind the wheel and he starts singing the you know, yeah, see, yeah, that, song again, that would have been good. <laughs> right. But it works out this time. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably too beat up for that. I'm not singing. Now, uh, I forgot to mention there was a scene. Is it before? I guess when Mitch is captured, isn't he like hiding with a gun or whatever? And yes, the bad guy comes up behind him. Yeah, he's yeah. He's out there with the with the gun from a distance, and then yeah, he's watching her, and then a guy comes up from yeah. her, just like in Lethal Weapon. I was about to say yeah. it, it's it, it was very yeah. Uh, I was like they're written by the same guy. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these these things that he reaches for, yeah. right? You know that. Right. Uh, that yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. But it, 
it, it wouldn't make sense with with here or whatever because he doesn't ever do anything right. But uh, uh, I like that scene in Lethal Weapon very much because the the bad guy has a cool line. He tells uh, Martin Riggs, "Don't try it, kid. You're not that fast." Um, like he was gonna try to get one more shot off. Yeah, uh, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and again, you're in Lethal Weapon. They're trying to rescue the daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here they're trying to rescue the daughter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. He's got his toolbox, right? I guess at yeah. this point, you know, he's. Now the final image is. Rep- uh, I have this as, again, the, the almost reminiscent of Ar- Armageddon, where the deadbeat dad is the hero and the family sees him. And Mitch makes this joke, which only he thinks is funny, apparently. You know, in in Chicago, I'm Fritz, and in, <laughs> yeah. in um, Ernest. Well, she takes out Timothy in a in a particularly cool way. Like I thought, Shane Black had you know uh, ideas of value. Like yeah, he's yeah. got the guns on her; she doesn't have a gun, anything, and she sees the the dead guard, uh, you know, henchman or whatever, hanging there on fire upside oh, yeah, down, yeah. and with the by the Christmas lights. So oh, she yeah. grabs the Christmas lights and pulls on it. Yeah, and as she's going up, you know, in the the flaming bodies coming down. She grabs the gun off the dead guy. Yeah, yeah. Takes out Timothy. It's pretty cool. No, no. I, th- I thought the action sequence. And then puts her feet her feet together as she slides down and takes out all the lights. I thought it was. Yeah, no, uh, very cool. Very, very cool. cool. Yeah. On board. Cool way to kill the bad guy. Told you you'd die screaming. Yeah. Right. Yes. So so at the end, both these characters have been have been uh, their their deficit has been made up. So they helped each other. You get the idea that Mitch's family is going to come back to him. Uh, and that his life, maybe maybe he will be able to start doing stuff right now, you know. So that could have been stronger to me, but yeah, yeah, agreed. Because they have this like horrid look on their face, and, and you know this uh, the family. Yeah, to me, and then he makes that terrible joke, and I'm like, yeah, she ain't she ain't taking that guy back. <laughs> yeah. Like I feel like he messes it up. He gets in his own way too much. I might let him see the kid once every month, but <laughs> sure, he'll open yeah. up to that. Maybe you can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the two will become one. Charlie, Samantha, happy domestic. Yeah, well, happy and domestic, but still didn't lose the skills right, that she, she acquired. Like she throws a knife, so yeah. I, I guess to me that was like you know still there in case trouble shows up. She can right. Save she's that. a good one to have around, but but she's reconciled. That's the one thing that I noticed at the very end of the movie. I, I just said to myself, that relationship is not going to last <laughs> with <laughs> at the, all. Charlie's or, or Charlie's, yeah, with the boyfriend. Like she is too. I don't. Yeah, he's he's like what she is a different yeah. person than what that boyfriend. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was never. Oh, what he signed up for? I did not. I was not impressed with him. At, I didn't think he was funny at the Christmas party as he thought he was. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I thought he was probably the weakest character in the. Sure. There, there was something kind of, I guess, a fan fiction review or whatever uh, that they wanted to see Charlie and Mitch End up have together. an off child, uh, a love child, sure. twenty years later, and now the child goes into the CIA or something. Like, yeah, yeah sure. that I could see Mitch and her being. They had a good the, chemistry more than the yeah. boyfriend, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, so the, the, so I think I think that's what I have. Is, I just wrote down. I, I always look at the credits. So there wasn't anything astounding, but. Uh, two of my favorite credits are "Man in Bed" and "Burnout One and Two. So, <laughs> some two guys got to play Burnout. Probably the bums at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. That man in bed. I've seen, he's an, I've seen him before in other movies. Rex Lynn. Correct. Yeah. Yep, it's Rex Lynn. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was in Cliffhanger. Um, I don't know how many other. If he's like he in a lot of Ra- Earp, he was a McLowry. Yep, 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 yep. There he's the. And that's where it was. That was the narration for. Uh, Million ways to die in the West because mm. he has like he has like just oh, one really? of those good voices and it, like it, I think it works perfectly because like at the beginning it starts off like a almost like a documentary of a of a you know the old West and he's showing the picture of this this lady who's not very attractive and he's like uh, and I mean back in eighteen eighty three. 
This was the uh, this was a uh, Miss America. I mean, shit. Look at her. Just it, it works. <laughs> I probably butchered that, but it's oh, it sets the tone for them. I love that movie, but it sets the tone for for that whole movie. And he was also in one of my favorite just stupid movies, Zombievers. <laughs> Zombievers. I tried Zombievers. watching that. <laughs> I've never seen it. I, the the dialogue between Bill Burr and John Mayer in the truck. Oh, I need to watch it, it again. I, st- I started watching it and I'm like, oh my god! If I'm gonna have to tell people I watch Zombie. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we're getting off. Getting off. Yeah, right. Yes. Uh, anything else? Uh, uh, let me see. This uh, any interest? Oh, uh, Brian Cox obviously was in it, but David Morse. You had kind of yes, mentioned 16 yeah. Blocks. David Morse is who we're talking about on that one. Yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah he plays that. Luke. Yeah, yeah. they're dataless. Yeah. Right, right. That's that's all I got though. All right. Yeah, it's funny we've had crossover with, you know, just we picking these things random almost, but it seems like we had crossover. Any other thoughts or anything, Sherry? This was your pick. You, no. Obviously, she thought it was okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoyed watching it again. <laughs> yeah. And laughed and. Yeah, I I uh, I was I I want to say I was reluctant, but I knew this was kind of like one of his weaker movies and so I wasn't necessarily thrilled about watching it but as you know a second viewing I, there was a lot to enjoy about this movie I, you know like I said I'll take his weakest stuff over other people's strong stuff almost mm-hmm. any day alright well, so now we need to recommend yep yes uh, uh, no I did I did want to mention I know we've seen now two movies with Samuel L. Jackson and I think now we understand, you know, he, he got that Academy Award this year for it's an honorary award. Mm. Oh, yeah. And yeah, for a lifetime achievement it? type of thing. Awarded for extraordinary distinction and lifetime achievement. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Sam Jackson always delivers. Yes. So cool. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those actors that it doesn't ever seem like he's phoning it in. And he's been in, I don't know, 200 movies or whatever it is. Like, yeah. whether it's a small budget movie or, or a big. You know, big budget movie seems like he's there to do his job yeah. and he's not going to, you know, uh, phone it in. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with he didn't get super famous and into movies until he was later, later in life. Yeah. So, he, you know, he knows, I would say, if I was in his place, I would know what I had. Sure. <laughs> I'm yeah, going to yeah. give it up. Man, this beats it. They're going to pay me a ton of money. All I got to do is come pretend. Yeah. Right. Sam Jackson's one of the top ones. I love it. Yeah. I, I, he got on my radar probably with. With Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Pulp Fiction, Jackie, and then uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance was around yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Was he? He was in Jackie Brown. Yeah, did he? Oh yeah, yeah. Play the guy with the card, the guy in the trunk, or whatever. Anyway, I just wanted to add that since he did win that. Yeah, I, I guess I'd him. forgotten that or didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. And then a Time to Kill is around the same time frame that we were just talking about, like all those years and something like that's probably what. Yeah, After that, really everyone knew who Samuel Jackson yeah, was because yeah, he was really in Coming to America back in '88, and nobody knew who he was. I don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. he's the guy that goes in and robs uh, robs the place. Gets but, tripped by the mop. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. yeah, I'd seen Coming to America, but I didn't even know he was in it. That's great. Oh yeah, he's he's classic in that too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Please refrain from pointing your gun at any more of these people. What? <laughs> yeah, just he's good. <laughs> Jerry, we know what you think. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. I'll so. Watch it again. I, I'm torn between uh, recommend and consider. I, I definitely think it's worth considering, and I probably would recommend it because I think it is a lot of fun, you know. So, my turn. I guess I go. I would give it a. I'm done like you. I'm torn between consider and recommend. I'm just a big Shane Black fan. I like everything he does. But if, if somebody was coming into it not knowing anything about Shane Black's style, I think knowing his back catalog, 
I enjoyed this movie better because I enjoy his other catalog. Yeah. If I come into this with fresh eyes, maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. So I would definitely recommend it, but give it a give it a consider at least. Yes, I'm looking at it with Shane Black. If you are look if you want to see a, a, a really classic Shane Black movie, I might turn you on to the to the nice guys or kiss kiss. Certainly Lethal Weapon. Yeah, see this might not be first. my first choice for a Shane Black movie because I do appreciate it because it is Shane Black, like yeah. you were saying, you know. Yeah, same here. I mean, um I guess I'm gonna be a consider. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Shane Black fan, then yeah, definitely and you haven't seen it, give give it a give it a go. But yeah, it's um it's a fun action movie. It did feel very dated to me. And yeah, there's there's better Shane Black movies, there's better action movies, but it's not I'm not gonna pass, not terrible. But, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just considered to me if it's if it's your cup of tea. You know, that that a nineties action movie or you wanna check out Shane Black's catalog, then give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Sounds good. Till next time. I said no, and all she could do was dun 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 dun. Yeah. But um, I think we rented it on VHS. Yes. Yeah. Saw it. VHS. What is that? Yeah. That's how long ago. <laughs> I just said to myself that relationship is not gonna last. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Can't do one thing right and here I'm on the street. That that figures. Why isn't he on a torture wheel too? I don't gone for good or there to stay (laughs) he's gonna give you a two-hander with just two great characters you know uh wait wait i didn't go woo 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 (laughs) (laughs)